This episode of the Power Connect podcast is brought to you by NRX, making it easier to buy and sell energy in competitive markets. We must not confuse dissent with disloyalty. What did he say? You ready? Welcome into the Power Connect Podcast. I'm your host, Fred Davis. Episode number 18, a news you can use kind of Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to have you guys on board. Hopefully you had a good weekend. You were able to stay cool, at least reasonably so. Again, thoughts go out to all the folks over there at Yosemite National Park. Obviously had the big fire that broke out over the weekend. And of course, extreme temperatures continue to ravage, not just here in the United States, but across the world. And so, like I said, everybody needs to do their part when it comes to conserving energy. And hopefully changes can be made along the way. And of course, we're going to talk a little bit about those today. Some news went down over the weekend, but before we get into all that, don't forget, huge shows this week. We've got Joe Britton, Executive Director of the Zero Emissions Transportation Association, talking all things EVs. And then, of course, uh, on Thursday, we're going to have Peter Fikowski and Carol Douglas, co-authors of the book, Climate Restoration. And so, obviously, a uh, light of everything that's going on in the world, temperature-wise and uh, energy-wise, uh, we've got three great guests coming up this week talking about ways to mitigate all of that. So, hopefully, you'll stay tuned for that this week. As always, the Power Connect, you can catch it on the website, thepowerconnect.net. Be sure to follow us, subscribe, you name it, whatever you want to call it over there at Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. All right, let's get right down to today's news you can use. Congo makes its oil ambitions clear. I mean, a worldwide battle for oil and gas in light of Russia's war with Ukraine, the Democratic Republic of Congo, home to one of the largest old growth rainforests on Earth, is auctioning off vast amounts of land in a push to become the new destination for oil investments. Congo was highlighted in a New York Times Sunday feature piece. At stake, one of the world's most important guerrilla sanctuaries, Virunga National Park, which contains portions of the oil and gas blocks that will be auctioned in late July. The National Park is is also home to national peatlands that stores vast amounts of carbon. Quote, if oil exploitation takes place in these areas, we must expect a global climate catastrophe, and we all just have to watch helplessly, said Irene Wabawa, who oversees the Congo Basin Forest Campaign for Greenpeace in Kenosha. Despite the environmental threats, Tosi Penupanu, Congo's lead representative on climate issues and an advisor to the Minister of Hydrocarbons, made it very clear that the struggling African country needs to raise money, reduce poverty, and generate economic growth. Quote, that's our priority, Mr. Panu said in an interview last week. Our priority is not to save the planet. The Congo is already mining metals and minerals, including cobalt and lithium, and is planning on developing hydropower. 30 blocks are up for auction. No major oil and gas company has commented on the auction. You can go to NewYorkTimes.com for the complete article. Five-year droughts on the way. Researchers from Japan, Europe, the United States, and South Korea are warning against unprecedented droughts that could last for five years and are slated to hit several regions around the world by mid-century if nothing is done to curb global warming the group said over the weekend. In an article from Asashi.com, immediate measures must be taken to avoid the beginning of such drought conditions and shorten the duration of the drought spells. The team included scholars from the University of Tokyo and Japan's National Institute for Environmental Studies. Most of the data centered around showing changes in river flows from 1861 through 2005. Quote, measures should be taken to cut greenhouse gas emissions to delay droughts becoming the norm, said team member Yusuke Sato, a research associate professor with the Korea Advanced Institute of Science and Technology. Prediction models were created for simulation of future trends concerning the annual number of drought days in each 
of 59 regions of the world. If greenhouse gas emissions continue to be spewed into the atmosphere like now, unprecedented drought conditions would become the norm, continuing for five years or more in seven regions, including the Circa Mediterranean, South America, and the Middle East, starting within around 30 years through the end of the century. Europe's solar streak continues. Solar Power Europe is reporting that nearly 40 gigawatts of solar PV will be rolled out across Europe by the end of the year. As a result of the Russia-Ukraine war, Europe is trying to lessen its dependence on foreign oil and gas. The expectation beating figure of more than 39 gigawatts of solar PV is a significant jump on last year's figure of 27 gigawatts, itself a long-standing decade-long record. Quote, every megawatt of energy generated by solar and renewables is fewer fossil fuels we need from Russia, said Wahlberger Hemitsberger, CEO of Solar Power Europe. Quote, European solar is rolling out as fast as possible in anticipation of a difficult winter. SPE said Russia's weaponization of energy supply has fueled the renewable deployment in the region. You can find the complete story at ieefa.org. And finally, utilities unsure about decarbonization. A new survey reveals that less than half of U.S. utility companies are taking steps to reduce emissions, despite roughly 90% citing that activity as a high or moderate priority. The, quote, yawning gap between climate concerns and actions revealed in the report by Virginia-based consulting firm ICF International indicates leaders know they need to do something, but either don't know what to do or can't implement a strategy due to lack of capital or regulatory support. ICF survey of 190 utility executives found that only 38% had active plans for decarbonization, while 61% said they were in the midst of developing a strategy or would be in the next five years. According to TheEnergyMix.com, the survey was taken before the Supreme Court ruled against the EPA and before West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin indicated he was not going to vote for President Biden's climate plan. Go to TheEnergyMix.com for more on the story. That's going to do it for news you can use. Don't forget, tomorrow we will have Joe Britton, Executive Director of Zero Emission Transportation Alliance, talking all things 100% EV adoption. You do not want to miss that. This has been the Power Connect Podcast, connecting the energy transition one conversation at a time. 